0: Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everybody. It's the last day of November, and I think everybody is in chorus and communion with the fact that November 2020 can... Go out the door. We don't even have much leftovers over. And even though I made a full-on turkey dinner for three people, how about you? Co-host Veronica Michael is here in the
1: house. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, Um, I did. I did. I made a full turkey, too. I did the same. We had a full turkey, but we didn't do all of the sides. We just kind of did a pared down mashed potatoes, real gravy, of course, and some veggies and a salad, so... We We did all the
0: sides, but I mean, they're like, it's like gone. Oh, well, I was a guest at one of your places in Fargo over the weekend. I leave them on as memories.
1: No, no, no. It was a
0: plan. It was a sleep study down at Sanford across from the bowler. And it actually went very well. I might get off my machine. Yeah. Throw that machine in the river.
1: That's awesome. Congratulations. Yes. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Do you do a sleep study regularly just to kind of check in? Or is it the first one you've done since having your machine?
0: Oh, no, no. I've been on a machine for like 20 years. Hmm. And they do them every once in a while. But I'm kind of switching everything over to Sanford because I'm doing some other medical things. And as part of that, they wanted a sleep study. And I said, oh, you know, I mean, I it's like wasting. I mean, I got home yesterday morning at 830 from driving back from Fargo, and I literally slept from 8.30 till like 9 o'clock at night. And I don't know why, because I slept through the sleep study. I mean, I did what I was supposed to do, Mm -hmm. but I just crashed and burned. Yesterday was an absolutely wasted day, and uh, got up this morning, uh, and then I slept through the night again. Um, But um, here I am, ready to go, hold on. I should have my bells, I should have my Christmas bells. It's time to get them on. See the background? Hey, I like your background. (laughs) Thank you. I can show you even bigger. I can can click bigger here. See, lots of background. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we are, it seems like we're going to have a new president. Seems like there's going to be a changeover. And so they are getting busy with all their plans and strategies and everything. And that's kind of what Have You Heard is about today. Oh, we've got the same scheduler be I see your scheduler behind you
1: mm-hmm. we have
0: the same bought it I think it's staples or office max or somewhere um except mine's for October 2018
1: how about yours <laughs> mine well we're on the last day of November in, in the fourth column so today's the end of getting it all switched out again
0: mine was a great idea but mine is now completely on this little puppy so so anyway uh it looks like we're gonna have a new president And uh, they are working hard on a couple of things in the ag department and they're mixing it together with the climate change strategy that they are wanting to have. And that could be really good for hemp growers, um, especially small hemp growers. They are pushing uh, the uh, ag department, the USDA, uh, first of all, to have programs for little farmers. And as we know, generally across the country, hemp farmers are small farmers. You know, the the idea that plants are named and numbered is still very much alive uh, in the hemp business. And even though North Dakota, perhaps as one of the leading states to turn hemp into a combine and a field size crop, hemp farming will probably nationwide stay pretty much in the hands of people who are touchy feely out there and doing that. And the USDA was never set up For farmers like that, it just didn't have, you know, if you'd have gone and asked them a year or two ago, uh, do you have a program for two acres of hemp? Um, Nice as the people are in the offices, they would have just given you the deer in the headlights stare because they were never set up to do those kinds of things. So all of a sudden now the initiative is out there to do that. And they are trying to mix it together with a part of a broader climate initiative. They're calling it the Climate 21 Project. Um, and, um, I'm going to, you're going to talk for just a minute here. I have to, there's some dust that got kicked up in here. So it's all for 30 seconds. Okay.
1: Not a problem. Well, as John coughs and gets his allergies under control, um, I'm looking forward definitely to what's next for hemp because not just with the change in our um, leadership in the country, but just with the change with everyone making comments uh, in this period to the USDA, I'm really hoping that we'll see some some changes and some adjustments and clarifications that could be really helpful. And I agree. I totally agree with you. And that's what's seeming to be happening
0: here and they also want to turn it into a carbon sequestering thing, because, you know, hemp, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that's really good for, not really good for you as a processor to turn around and sell, but hemp grabs carbon.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really
0: good at grabbing carbon. And they want to turn that into an advantage for the farmers, that there could be an initiative proposing a billion dollars to purchase carbon credits at $20 a ton, um, which, of course, can reduce greenhouse gases. And I don't quite understand how that all works, you know, in, in the bigger picture or anything the thing is that that would help small hemp farmers that there mm-hmm. would be value in the in the carbon that got sequestered in their hemp crop so this is where that's moving and there's going to be of course more news coming out of course we first we got to get the change of presidents that's going to happen at the end of of january and then it takes a while for this to all settle in you know and we probably aren't going to really hear hard fast data about how this is going to affect really any of the farming things uh, let alone the hemp because you know on the scale of things you know it's like corn and soybeans and wheat and then sugar beets are down here somewhere and then hemp is down here off my screen somewhere as far as how this all goes in the hierarchy of crops in the united states but the neat thing is that it's on their register Um, The article also goes on to talk about how the fact is, is that hemp is not a partisan crop. We do have support, whether it's the publicans or the Democrats that are in the halls of Congress. You know, we do have support. And that is a good thing. You know, I agree. I agree. Probably would have gone on no matter how the election would have gone. And uh, we do have support on both sides of the hall. And we're really happy with that. Also- Well, and
1: can I say one more thing? You know, I think that there was an article in the Fargo Forum this past weekend about our neighbors, you know, Montana and South Dakota changing to recreational states. And I think that one of the things that I thought was interesting, a line in the article is, you know, as people understand more about cannabis and hemp, um, they want to see that legalized. So I do think that we have, I mean, South Dakota was a sleeper. No one was expecting it. But I think we have some changes coming in um, how we're viewing this crop. And people are starting to really understand the potential for growth in the hemp ecosystem in the U.S. and, And its potential in state economies. Absolutely. And it has a
0: big potential there. The thing that they have to balance is you can't tax it so much. That there can still be a black market, you know, that you can buy it from your friend Joe down the street for a cheap enough price that you're going, you know, I'm not going to go pay the retail price that that has tax on it. And Mm -hmm. Oklahoma is the state that has totally figured it out. We'll probably do that story on Wednesday. So this is a teaser for Wednesday show because Oklahoma has totally figured out and they literally have no. Black market. And you know, when there's no black market, that means several things, but it really means that it takes the pressure off of the police and highway patrol and drug task force as far as the marijuana crop goes. Not to say that there isn't other drugs, but it lets them focus on those other things and they don't have to care about, you know, what's going on with this product. And that's a huge part of their job in other states, even states where it's become recreational, they still have to concentrate on because there's an underground black market because of the pricing structure. And Oklahoma figured it out, that's my pitch for Wednesday's show. Mm -hmm. Um, With that, um, also then you don't have products on the market that may be doctored in some way so that uh, people are buying things that aren't, that are less than pure you have Mm -hmm. a higher chance of having just really pure farm to farm to table in a whole new way, but you know, a farm to table kind of product Mm -hmm. and that's separate from everything. Folks, if you think this is a good idea or you think this is a bad idea, you should want a farm to table environment. You should want something that is both not controlled or any time along the way in the hands of uh, criminal or underground forces. And that is doctored in any way to make it a little more effective or sweeter or whatever that is. Those are two things that you should want no matter what side of the issue you are on. And Oklahoma seems to have found a way to do that. And I hope it's a model for Minnesota if that should ever become an issue. And in North Dakota too, if when that should become a debate or an issue of availability in our two states.
1: I agree. You know, I, I I like what you brought up about Oklahoma. I do think that Colorado did some things right too, and how it did its tax structure. Yep. Um, and California, that, not so much. That, no, no one is saying California did. <laughs> California has a as a mess. But a um, mess. for a state like North Dakota, we have rural hospitals and schools that are in need of funding and. There could be opportunities to make sure that those dollars are directed in a place that is most in need. But it's better to get a little bit off of a lot of sales than a whole
0: lot of off of a little bit of sales. Mm-hmm. That's always been my taxing philosophy. I don't know what where that puts me, but I mean, it just seems to me that a little bit on a lot of sales is a way better and fairer uh, a way to share the burden, but that's, anyway, there we go. So that's our story on that for today, and I thought that was just really interesting. Uh, the other story that I just, uh, uh, was a surprise to me that this has come into the market, um, have you ever heard about CBD as a dissolvable powder? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. you are, you're in the processing business, so.
1: But yeah.
0: it, it has now hit the market, literally as of this week, down in Texas, starting in uh, six hundred. Convenience stores is where they're starting it. A company called Caliper um, is putting dissolvable powders of CBD um, into uh, the uh, circle. uh, Which one is it? Circle K. Yeah, I was thinking Circle J, but those are truck stops. Circle K markets, they're like 7 Elevens, folks, if you've not seen that market. Um, The idea is they're just little packets of aluminum foil that you can pull off. You can put it on food, you can put it in your drink. It's Um, non-flavored. The idea, it gives you the CBD. uh, I don't want to say hit because hit sounds like an upper, you know, like caffeine hit, but it gives you the benefit of the CBD experience um, relatively quickly because it's a powder. So it goes right into your system. Um, uh, But it's, uh, of course, we can control the dose, which is Mm -hmm. very important. And uh, it's just a very convenient way to do it. And uh, starting with these uh, the uh, 600 of these convenience stores, they are looking at uh, 9,000 C stores in North America, 5,900 of them in the United States, the rest in Canada. And then uh, they are operating in 22 other countries where they can put the market out to. So this is going to be a fast distributing, fast reaching way for folks to buy CBD. Of course, then We're presuming that the powder that's in the package is very carefully tested and very carefully pure.
1: And And I think the other thing to remember is I'm fascinated by the powder and I've been watching the market in this way um, create these new products because... I firmly believe that a powder that dissolves in liquid is a great medicinal way to take the product. And well, any you know, med- any medicine really, right? And yeah, it, yeah. I think when we when we you know roll our wheels back and we remember a lot of this these changes in our country when it came when it comes to hemp um, have been fueled by the medical um, folks really advocating for how can we use this as medicine and. Using it as medicine in that way is such an effective way, right? I mean, you can drink it in a cup of tea. We've created a dissolvable product, uh, two drink products, one with caffeine, one with um, kind of a fizzy um, vitamin C that we want to be putting out to the marketplace too, just in the next, as soon as we can. The products and you're there are not on me. You you're not
0: telling me See, I'd have been ahead of this game and you didn't let mm-hmm. me know. Wonderful.
1: Wonderful. But because it is it's a great way for people who are experiencing pain to add CBD to their life.
0: Fantastic. And are you packaging that down in Fargo? Is that are you
1: So, we're packaging it with our formulator, um, okay, but yep, yep. we just got delayed because of packaging this year and um I think I'm I've stalled on the oh. screen somehow, but I'm still talking. There so she is. <laughs> um but yeah, we just got de- delayed because of some packaging. I mean packaging was hard this year. Everything was is hard of... this
0: year. That's what that's <laughs> why let's put 22 in the books here. We got 31 days to go and uh I don't know I think 21 is just going to be welcome in in every way. I just think uh you know it's just going to be a welcoming year uh attitude wise. I know we have some hurdles to climb yet as far as getting everybody back to health and safety and all those kind of things, but I just think it's going to be a a welcoming good-minded year i just have that feeling just because of like i said uh, earlier before the show i mean i've got boxes coming in now for people to test that i just talked to casually and uh, and it's just going well and i'm happy so so
1: well it was nice seeing you today
0: and you too take a minute and let's since you talked to me about two prairie products that i didn't know about let's just take a minute and talk about all the prairie products that we can get from from you guys so
1: Yeah, today is Cyber Monday, too. Cyber Monday, yay! Yeah, so friends, you can go onto our website at prairieproductsnd.com, go into our retail side and check out some of the retail options we have. So right now, if you're looking for a nice gift for one of the pet lovers in your life, we have some CBD chewable tablets for pets. We also have CBD chewable tablets for people, both in the form of having some uh Farm Bill Legal THC, and then some that are THC free for those folks who, because of work or their own personal um, decisions, just THC anything is not good for them. Uh, We also have a few tinctures. We have a tincture for sleep uh, that includes melatonin and valerian. And then we have one for focus that's formulated with ginger to really calm those upset tummies that might be happening when people have to take a lot of ibuprofen or something else to kind of control some of their pain. And then we have a tincture that's a 1500 milligram. It's a big daddy. um, But one of those that is for people who Maybe are used to already consuming some CBD and are looking for an alternative. You know, one thing I want to say about all of our products at Prairie Products is we triple test, so we are testing to make sure they're free of pesticides and safe for you to consume. But they're also um, produced from regionally grown hemp, which I think is really important. Going back to that farm to table concept, and you'd be supporting the the local hemp economy. So check us out and and. Get something for someone in a stocking this year. <laughs>
0: PrairieProductsND.com. Tell me I got it right. Yep, you did. I did. PrairieProductsND.com. Hey, that's Chad Canna for today. Uh, you know, come, come see us again tomorrow through Thursday. And uh, we just wish everybody a happy holiday season. Be safe out there. And, uh, you know, keep the faith. And uh, we'll see you all again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.